This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Coming up a little later, your shot at $1,000. The 1K letter of the day is coming up uh, right on or about 820. We love this game. It's been a while since we've given away $1,000. Maybe today is the day. Today could be the day. So, <laughs> this is very unfortunate. A 24-year-old woman is, is somehow okay, thank God, after a stray bullet came into her house and hit her in a place where, not that there is a great place for this bullet to make contact, but this is probably about as unsettling and painful as it could be. It's a, a pretty small target. It's a pretty that small target, That would be very Jen. difficult. I mean, men have a hell of a time finding it anyway. If a man was going to try correct. to take a shot at one of these, he likely would That's miss. That's where it hit her? Yeah. <laughs> That's the lady where it hit her. Oh. In the not, right part of the lady business? Yes. Uh-huh. What? Uh-huh. It happened How? in Somalia. And her doctors just published a paper on it. Now, luckily, she wasn't seriously hurt. She was just hanging out, relaxing at home when a bullet came through her ceiling. I mean, was she in the middle of love? (laughs) I mean, was it, you know, was the flower in bloom for all to see? Or was she just sitting on the couch with her legs crossed watching TV? And that's where it went. Uh, it just says she was hanging out, relaxing at home. Okay. I mean, she, so she had to be. Been, I, I don't know what she was wearing. <laughs> I don't know what position she was in or what she was doing. She was just hanging out. Uh, and a bullet came through her ceiling and hit her square in the crotch. Oh, wow. I mean, she had to have at least her legs open, sort of. Right? Yeah. I mean, if your legs are crossed, that area is kind of covered. Yeah. Her doctors say that luckily it, <laughs> the bullet was moving at a low velocity. How That's is that in- even possible? <laughs> I guess as far as velocity goes, <laughs> they say it was moving at a low velocity. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Otherwise, she would have been seriously injured. So she's totally fine and that area is intact? Uh, it came in fast enough that it got lodged there, um, and they released an x-ray that shows it. Mm. 
So they had to they had to numb her to remove the bullet. Wow. And wow. she was discharged the next day in quote good condition. No way. That is just unsettling. Yeah. I told you it would be. <laughs> just very She was also okay during a follow-up mm. visit a month later. Oh my gosh! This is good news. Yeah, I experts. Know how that felt for her? Experts were going through the uh, the archives, and they say they're they're pretty sure this is the first injury of its kind on record where a random bullet hit a woman directly in her sweet spot. Well, I hope they've got lots of pictures in her file. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, wow. Yeah, I. I I wonder what kind of if that's going to have any permanent effect on its, you know. That's what I'm functioning. Wondering. Yeah. If it's even possible anymore. Yeah. Right. Okay. A uh, 55-year-old hothead in Georgia by the name of Roger Barrett has been arrested after he stopped and blocked a school bus full of kids and confronted them. Uh, Roger claimed he saw a kid flash an obscene hand gesture to his wife. So he parked his truck in front of the school bus's path and wouldn't move until he got the name and address of the kid. He wasn't messing around. That's terrifying. Had enough of an, he's had enough of it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't sound like he did. He was not able to board the bus, thank goodness, and the driver called her supervisor who then called 911. Uh, but a few parents arrived and filmed interactions with Roger. Mm -mm. He eventually left before the police arrived, but they tracked him down and charged him with interference with the operation of public schools. Everything goes through your mind. What if my child is hurt? I'm just flabbergasted that a grown man would have that kind of response in front of children. I had no idea what he was capable of, if he had a gun on him. Yeah, right? Yep. That's terrifying. Yeah. There are just some angry people in the world. So credit to the school bus driver for keeping her cool, his cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, preventing preventing the situation from getting worse. Yep. We used to have the nicest lady when I was a kid. I rode the school bus from Glen Swing in Covington to Latonia Elementary in Latonia. And along the route, we would stop at different schools and pick up kids. And there was always the nicest little old lady over by 9th District on Rogers Avenue that would sit outside and she would wave to us every single day when we would go to and from school. Mm -hmm. She would always like wave. She always had her little house robe on. And Were there just, any kids flipping her off? I hope not. I know her that, mooning her. Pressed ham. was like, we had such a nice lady <laughs> that was just like, and if she wasn't there, we would be like, oh, we'd be upset. But everybody yeah. would go kind of to that side of the bus and wave, yeah. wave to her. I mean, I could see where a kid, like, here's an incident that happened to me on the way home from a ball game one night. I thought my parents were the car that was following the bus. Oh, God. And so... You were giving him the. I mooned him. Yeah. Right. Oh jeez. And then I, I find you were out. Say you flipped the bird. No. <laughs> mooned him. This is another reason why that bus driver hated you. She wasn't driving that bus. Oh. <laughs> this was a different. This was on the way home from a ball game. Oh, this you were making a different all kinds bus of drivers. Oh yeah, I'm telling you. And uh, come to find out, it was actually Larry Crick. Who's who was that? he? Was <laughs> Teresa Crick, our pitcher's dad? He is a little weird, Did and so he trouble? would be. He would be like the last person I would want to moon. 
<laughs> from the back hmm. of the bus. So, yeah. Oops. Did you get in trouble? No. Oh, that's nice. Small town. Yeah, I don't think I got in trouble you for that one. You would have been expelled. Right. Because if she got in trouble, her parents would be mad. They're like, what were you thinking? Well, I was trying to moon you guys. I thought it was you. <laughs> oh, well, that's okay. That's different. Yeah. I got in trouble for mooning one time, too. My sister and her friend talked me into I was younger, you know, hanging out with the older kids. Yeah. And my sister was driving our car, and there was some of her friends behind us, and they were like, moon them, moon them, and I did it. And my parents found out about it, and I did get in big trouble. You did trouble. get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that just was not, you know, I just. Yeah, the guy I, mean, I did moon. Fault? Yeah, the guy I did moon, he was one of the dads in the stand that was nonstop, but he wasn't, he wasn't so much telling her what to do. He just kept saying, you can do it. You can do it. And he would say, you can do it. That's actually what we called him. He said, you can do it here. <laughs> that's, yeah, over and over. That's fine. So, yeah, you can do it. He's seen it all. Hmm. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, do you have any gaps in your resume? You mean points in time where you were completely unemployed? Yeah, maybe you were between jobs for a few months or years. Mm -hmm. Not really. No, I've only ever worked here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have any gaps. Really? There was a period of time where when I left my job in New York, I'm... My ex and I moved back to California, and I took on part-time work because mm -hmm. I had because I because I was still being paid by the, the other place free by the other place that kind of sent me packing, and so I was sort of in like this lull where I hadn't found a full-time job yet, but mm -hmm. I wasn't that in that much of a hurry because I was still You're getting a check, mm -hmm. yeah. That was pretty glorious. Yeah, that's nice to not work and still get paid. Yeah, because I was just working like two or three shifts a week. And, Amen. Right. But you wouldn't put that on your resume is what you're saying. So you would have a gap there? Uh, Well, the place that I was working part-time ended up firing their afternoon guy and offering me the job. So I guess I could say that I went to work for them like right after the previous job because in theory... They they did hire me right away. It was just part-time and not full-time. That counts, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. But I guess a lot of people just lie when they have huge gaps on their resume. And uh, apparently there's, there's a way to sort of finesse that. Uh, Forbes asked a career coach what you do in a situation like that, and here are the top three tips. Don't list the months that you were employed Mm. Just the years. Oh, there you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, this can help even if you were out of work 
for over a year. Like, let's say you lost a job in 2020 and didn't work again until 2021. So, yeah, I lost my job in January of 2020, and then uh, I didn't actually find uh, another job until December of 2021. Just list 2020 as the end of your first job and 2021 as the start of your next one. Clever. I like it. Even if they notice the gap, they'll just assume it was relatively short. Sure. What do you do if the gap is three years? (laughs) I can't help you there. (laughs) Yeah, I was on a sabbatical. Did you take any classes during that time? Uh, And that's what you want to do. No joke, you want to fill the gap with any unpaid work or volunteering you did. Depending on what you do, you could even frame it as consulting work. Oh, nice. (laughs) Just try to have at least one actual client or person you work with. Well, you know, you can be consult your neighbor on what kind of grass they should plant in their front yard. Or you can research. I mean, just think about all the stuff we learn every day. Mm -hmm. You bet. Jen consults us every day in here. Every day. I've got something. <laughs> I got something to share. Today Whether we she, want her to or not. Today she taught us all about Prince. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and how crazy he was back in the uh-huh. day. Forget about that. Yeah. Now, if you went back to school or took classes that, that you want to put that in your experience section. You know, any school or classes you took, there's this no set rule that it has to go under education. You could list it like it was a job. And instead of a title, right, continuing education. Tim legit takes continuing education to maintain his realtor's license. Yep. I got to do so many hours per time chunk. It comes and goes. But sometimes I pay attention. Sometimes I just click through them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I do it. And you sure. just pass the you, test you at the end. The time. Do you have to take a test? There's no test. Do you no. find it helpful at all, though? Or are you ever, do you ever find yourself in a moment where you're like, oh, you know what? I forgot that. That's actually really helpful. There's, well, there's certain things that you take. Like you got to update your lock courses. You got to update your blah, blah, blah courses. So certain ones are way more interesting than others or good reminders. Yeah. What about when we take those IT phishing scam education things here at I work? Fa- I always, yeah, I usually got to take it a couple of times. Uh, Jen and I will be like, what's the answer to yep. number five? Oh, yeah. My number five is not the same as your number five. For fake it is, just tell me what <laughs> Heather. Hi, how's it going? It's going pretty good. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing all right now that I got I got through finally. Doing all right, <laughs> yay! What a happy day for you! I know, right? Now, do you do pretty well when you're playing alone in your car? I do, I do. But I've heard other people not so much when they get on the air. But I'm going to give it my best. So you're stepping forward with humility. <laughs> exactly, pretty <Smart>. much. <laughs> Good call. That's kind of how it works out, though. You know, in my head, I, I got a great show planned, and and then I go on the air. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're going home and saying, wow, that was a disappointment. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, yeah. well, you hear the result of that. So. I start talking to these yahoos and uh, it just we screw right it all up for you. You know how that goes. <laughs> right. But you know what? There have been $1,000 winners before, and you could just as easily be one. So I'm going to open up this envelope, take a look inside at your letter, and let's try to figure out. Oh, you got the letter A. You got a vowel. It's the letter A. A. Okay. A. A. We've actually had $1,000 winners with the letter A. Yep. Okay. So, 
Rich, just put 30 seconds on the clock, and I will not start the timer until Jen has finished asking the first question. All right, so here we go. With the letter A, name something you wear to a baseball game. Ascot. Something white. Apple. Something you slice. Pass. A purse brand. Pass. A school. Pass. Something you catch. Pass. A game. Pass. A farm animal. Anteater. Something frozen. Apple juice. A country. No. Argentina. <laughs> um, hard. Amherst would have been a college. I, that came to mind. Alabama Antioch, State. Ar- Alabama Arkansas. State. Auburn. Do you know what I thought about for purse? And I only know this because my mother had one and I just had to Google it. Agner, remember? There's got to be an and something. Oh, Avon, yeah. Avon. They make purses. I don't know. Yeah, they do. They have some purses. They, yeah, they do. Yeah. Do you remember Agner purses from when you were a little, Jen? Your mom I definitely don't. had one. I would have to see it. Um, they looked like this. They were all maroon colored, and they had little gold snappies on there. Oh, wow. It's a very hmm. big. It's not anymore, but it was a big '80s brand. Hmm. Yeah, I'll bet if you just take some random, like, letter that begins with a letter A, like Apple, you could probably find Apple purses out there somewhere. Somebody oh, yeah. must have made Apple purses at one time or yeah. another in world history, no? Sure. Like Apple bottom jeans. That's right. <laughs> oh, that was this hard. This is what we do. We throw it up hard. against the wall to see if it sticks. Yep. Sometimes that was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Well, you had a hard letter that didn't go very well with the questions. That happens some days. Maybe next time you'll have better luck. I heard, on num- I heard that that sigh on question three when you said something you slice, and she's like, crap, I could have used Apple for that. Yeah. <laughs> but I commend you for usage of the word ascot. That was excellent. That was oh, good. Yeah. You don't hear Thank that you. word every day. That was well done. We love yep. a good ascot around here. We That's sure right. do. And a farm animal. I don't know why you just didn't say ass. That would have worked. <laughs> oh, that made yeah. oh, That would have worked. So That's all right. Ah. <sighs> Well, have a great rest well, of your day. Thank you. I appreciate it. Enjoy the mental start of the weekend, Heather. <laughs> I will. All right. All right. You take it easy. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay, right. Bye. There she goes. Oh, it's a nice try. It's a hard one. That was a tough one today. Yeah, it was. It happens. It does. I think it's hard, too, when you get into the space of A- and you don't want to say like a coat, a jacket, you know, because technically. <laughs> oh, you can't. That's yeah, in my head, though. That's that. where I was struggling, you know. Yeah. So people experience FOMO about a lot of things. Sure. FOMO is also known as the fear of missing out. For me, it was always concerts and parties. Concerts and parties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for others, it might be travel, job opportunities. Social gatherings, uh, local events. In a new poll, 77% of Americans on social media say they have had a fear of missing out on the latest food trends of all things. It sounds like that includes both the impressive stuff people make and post photos of, like your sister-in-law making omelets without them falling apart, to the dumb TikTok trends like putting ketchup on pancakes or something. Mm Mm-hmm. And amongst the people who admit to having food FOMO, 57% have, ad- have 
admitted to attempting the food at home themselves, and they average trying four recipes a month that they've seen online. I can't tell you how many times I will take a picture of something that Kristen made because not only is it delicious, but it's it's pretty. Like, her presentation mm-hmm. is excellent. Mm-hmm. And I'll take a picture of it, and I'll post it on social media, and people will say, wow, that looks amazing. Can I have the recipe, please? And I'll say, Kristen, they want the recipe. And she'll be like, <laughs> I just whipped it together. I, I don't know. I just, yeah. You, mm. She eyeballs it a lot. It drives her kids yeah. crazy because... Her kids have their favorite dishes that she's made over the years. Wow, send me the recipe. I want to make it. How do I do that? Well, I, yeah, you just uh, you just put a little of this in it and a little of that, and uh, you heat it for this long, and they're like, yes, but what temperature? Like, how much? And I don't know, honey. I just kind of wing it. That doesn't <laughs> help us. But keep in mind, social media isn't always what it seems. 73% of people admitted to spending extra time preparing their meals just to make them more picturesque for social media. You do that, don't you? I mean, not preparing them, but I'm talking about like if you go out to eat, will you arrange your food and or the table to take an appealing picture? No, but I will take it when it first comes out because I think that's when it looks Looks. the best. It looks the freshest. That's when things are just sort of starting to melt. But... Yeah, if you start cutting into it, though, I don't know that it's unless unless Doesn't that's part of the appeal. Like, well, yeah. unless cutting into it shows just how juicy it is inside, yeah, you know, or something. Or there's something those. like in the middle that you can't see from the outside, right? Like a I, roll of baru. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I have a girlfriend that I am not kidding you. I feel like she could be a food photographer. She She's that good at it. Everything from like. Cracker Barrel to the highest Michelin star rated restaurant in the world. She just takes really great food pics. Hmm. I, I keep trying to encourage her, her to trick? start a blog. I don't know. I think it's just the way that she positions everything on the table and she'll even like turn the plate to make it look more depth. I don't know. Hmm. She's not even like a photographer person. She's just like a, you know, everyday person like me and you, but she's just so good at food pics. Hmm. Yeah, she sees it, man. She's got the eye. Maybe she could be a photographer, you know? Like, even though she's not she's not professionally employed, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't mean she probably couldn't be if she wanted to be. It could be iPhone mm. food pics by Holly. There you go. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's a, that's a talent, right? That's an acquired talent. Yeah, I mean, you have to have an eye. Right. You know, for that. So, you know, we put it out there. We asked, we asked people on our... Uh, Jeff and Jen Facebook page, what food are you dying to try that you feel a certain, um, I don't know, a certain bit of FOMO for? Jen says, Okonomiyaki. What What is is that? that? I don't know, but she said, I need to figure out who offers it around the tri-state. What's it? How do you spell it? O-K-O, N-O. M-I-Y-A-K-I. Hmm. Okonomiyaki. Okonomiyaki. Oh, it's a pancake. Oh, now they we're have talking. It, at it might be a Kwanhapa. That's what it looks like. It looks like one of those like Japanese-style pancakes. Like with the onions in it yeah, and stuff? Yeah, doesn't it? Like you remember a Kwanhapa when you go to their appetizer menu and they have a Japanese-style pancake on there? That's kind of what this looks like. Hmm. But along the same lines... I am dying to bring back the FCC, the Fried Chicken Committee. 
that <laughs> Jeff and Tim and I started, and we've only had one meeting. And that and, was like seven years ago. And we need to go to bb.qchicken. <laughs> when do you want to go? I don't know, but it's your fault that I'm addicted to this place because over the weekend I was downtown, I was driving down 4th Street, and I'm like, oh, there it is. And it had an open sign. But I don't know if they're all the way open as far as like have the beer because I think that's the experience that you need to have with this Korean fried chicken restaurant is you need to have like the OB beer with some of the crispy fried chicken. Oh, Okay. But I so I need to do a little bit more investigating. But yeah, they might have they might have been waiting on that beer license, but it, maybe it came through, or maybe they're still waiting and they just were doing the chicken for now. I don't know, but it looks amazing. It just opened, I guess. I think they were supposed to do an official opening sometime this week. But uh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, but they were open over the weekend. Diane and Kathy both said Indian food. Uh, I'm a fan of. Delhi Palace in Silverton. I think their that food good? is excellent. It's really good. What's I mean, there's a lot of places. But. There's a bunch in Clifton. I, I like Dushmesh, which is right across the street from Cincinnati State. It's in a little house. Okay. okay. That's probably the best one, in my opinion, in that neck of the woods. Where do you go Ham? for Indian food, Jen? <laughs> uh, there's that the was company, really you know, funny. That is funny. There's a place in Mason called Raha. I know you like mm-hmm. it. Oh, is it I pretty do. good? Mm-hmm. I haven't been there in a while, but yeah. yeah. Uh, Norma says sushi. I've never had it. Well, you got to go to Peru. We're going tonight. Taking a couple of listeners for uh, a VIP sushi experience. That'll be fun. Yeah, and we'll do another one next month, and I think another one after uh, the month after that. So get on the website at wkrq.com and click to register. It is 842, and we're going to check the roads one final time in the morning, unless something breaks between now and this afternoon. Denise Johnson, what do you have? Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.